Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good afternoon, and good morning. Wherever you're at in the world, I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side because they are the host with the most. They are in the captain's chair. They're at the helm and they are at the wheel. Therefore, they are steering this ship through these crazy waters that we call life. So welcome. Glad to have you all here. And uh, this is his hardline. Episode 473, we're going to be doing a reading out of Genesis chapter 12 with a little summary. And today it is Monday, March 6th, 2023. All right. So, um, quick little update as far as the grocery um, arena. My wife and I, when we went grocery shopping the other day, we went a couple days ago. I forgot to say this to you guys. Um, you know, lately it's been seeming like buying eggs is like buying silver medallion, like silver bullion coins, right? It's been pretty expensive. You buy like four dozen eggs. You're like busting out a Ben Franklin out of your wallet. I mean, it's ridiculous. Well, the other day we went shopping and what used to cost what seemed to be about five bucks for a dozen. Um, it's, or, or, well, let's see, let me think about this for a second, at least in our area. That's what it kind of equated to be about five bucks for a dozen. Or if you got the 18 pack, like I usually do, um, you're, you, we were looking at like eight, nine bucks ish right around there. 
Well, I was shocked to see, and it was funny. I made the probably the most uh, unexpected noise of surprise when I saw the price of eggs the other day. I had a couple of women around me, and they were looking like well, there was one woman looking at eggs like a couple doors down, and another woman that was just kind of behind me staring at her phone or shopping list, whatever. I don't know. And uh, I walked over to the eggs, or I was at this point by the eggs. And I was like, well, holy crap. I'm like, you can afford eggs again without freaking taking out a second mortgage. Holy freaking Louia. And both these people just laughed their you know what's off. They, they're like, yeah, it has come down. Um, so, yeah, like for an 18 pack of eggs instead of like eight, nine bucks, it's, uh, you know, it's still pretty expensive. But, you know, I'll take four. Uh, what, what was it? Almost five bucks for an 18 pack over, you know eight or nine bucks. I'll take that all day long. Cause we buy a lot of eggs. We eat a lot of eggs. So I was very, um, overjoyed about that. So, Hey, that's a step in the right direction. What happened? I don't know. I mean, what, all of a sudden the avian flu went away. I don't know what all of a sudden egg, you know, chickens are laying eggs. I mean, why all of a sudden the sudden drop? I mean, not that I'm complaining, but you know, there had to been something bigger at play there. I mean, not to sound like Mr. Conspiracy theorist, but come on. We're, we went from like paying almost nine, 10 bucks for an 18 pack of eggs and not very nutritious eggs, mind you. I mean, we're talking just plain Jane white, you know, whatever to all of a sudden now they're back at like five something for an 18 pack. Like what gives over the last few weeks? What happened? I really would like to know that. Um, but hey, whatever. Uh, so anyway, so we are going to be reading again, uh, chapter 12 today. We're going to be covering, let me see here. Uh, and again, we'll be reading out of the New King James Version today. We're going to be talking about the promises to Abram um, and then uh, Abram and Egypt. Uh, so this is about 20 verses long, not a very long chapter. But before we get into that, I got to play my favorite dad jokes, a couple of them here. Let's get into that for a second. Today, my son asked, can I have a bookmark? I burst into tears. 11 years old and he still doesn't know my name is Logan. If pronouncing my B's and V's sounds Russian, then so be it. What? Scientists got together to study the effects of alcohol in people's walks. The results were staggering. <laughs> I went to the toy store and asked the manager where the Arnold Schwarzenegger dolls were. He said, I'll be back. Stop it. Just Prison stop might it. be one word to you, but to some people it's a whole sentence. <laughs> I'm trying to organize a hide-and-seek tournament, but good players are hard to find. <laughs> okay, I can't I can't handle it. So speaking of dad jokes, um my mother-in-law bought me this like it's kind of like a deck of cards. Um not quite the same shape as a deck of playing cards, but it's a deck of cards nonetheless. And there's like I think 60 of them in there and their dad jokes just like this but guess what i found them and they were on top of the fridge and my wife set them in my little drawer beside my bed i don't have them with me right now but uh when i get tired of these guys guess who's going to be telling some lame dad jokes that's right this guy right here this guy's gonna be telling some really lame jokes Oh, that's not nice. That is not nice. You guys would love my jokes. Oh, you guys are terrible. 
oh, you guys are terrible. Oh, man, you guys are going to regret that. All right, let's get right to the reading. No more monkeying around here. Okay, New King James Version, Genesis 12. And I promise there is no lineage or anything like that that we're going to be reading. So it reads, again, this is uh, Promises to Abram, starting with verse 1. All right. Now the Lord had said to Abram, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and I will make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and I will curse him who curses you. And in all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. And Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Then Abram took Sarah, Sarai, Sarah, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their possessions that they had gathered, and the people whom they had acquired in Haran, and they departed to go to the land of Canaan. So they came to the land of Canaan. Abram passed through the land to the place of Shechem, as far as the terebinth tree of Mor, and the Canaanites were then in the land. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your descendants I will give this land. And there he built an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. And he moved from there to the mountain east of Bethel, and he pitched his tent with Bethel on the west, and I on the east. There he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. So Abram journeyed, going so, going on still toward the south. Now there was a famine in the land, and Abram went down to Egypt to dwell there. For the famine was severe in the land, and it came to pass that when he was close to entering Egypt, that he said to Sarah, his wife, Indeed, I know that you are a woman of beautiful countenance. Therefore, it will happen. When the Egyptians see you, that they will say, This is his wife, and they will kill me. But they will let you live. Please say that you are my sister, that it may be well with me for your sake, and that I may live because of you. So it was when Abram came to, into Egypt that the Egyptians saw the woman, that she was very beautiful. The princes of Pharaoh also saw her and commanded her to Pharaoh. And the woman was taken to the Pharaoh's house, and he treated Abram well for her sake. He had sheep, oxen, male donkeys, male and female servants, female donkeys, and camels. But the Lord plagued Pharaoh and his house with great plagues because of Sarah, Abram's wife. And Pharaoh called Abram and said, What is this you have done to me? Why did you not tell me that she was your wife? Why did you say she is my sister? I might have taken her as my wife. Now, therefore, here is your wife. Take her and go on your way. So Pharaoh commanded his men concerning him, and they sent him away with his wife and all that he had. And that is the reading of chapter 12, verses 1 through 20. Fairly short chapter. So, Pharaoh wasn't very happy, was he? especially with all those plagues. I'd be a little bit of a, an angry beaver myself if that was the case. So 
little context. So the end of Genesis 12, as we read yesterday, told the story of Terah, Abram's father, and the family's journey to a new home in Haran. Now, with Genesis 12, it shifts the story to Abram and his journey into the land of Canaan. And God promises to make Abram the father of a great nation and to give Abram's descendants that very land. And Abram, you know, begins to worship the Lord, but quickly fails, you know, fails a test of his faith in Egypt. See, God shows himself faithful in a miraculous way, preparing Abram for, you know, what's to come in chapter 13, which we're going to get into tomorrow. But chapter 12, Genesis chapter 12, declares a very simple and powerful and surprising, surprisingly deep truth. See, God chose Abram. And God's plan was to make for himself a great nation, a people that were his own. And he chose to begin it, you know, with Abram. And Genesis 12 records this moment, which is vital in the history of the world of God's people, Israel, and of God's plan to offer salvation to the world through the faith in Christ. And Abram will later be renamed Abraham. Now, whether God and Abram had spoken prior to Abram's official calling, the Bible does not say. Now, it's possible that without warning that the Lord speaks to Abram and he gives one command and, and then an avalanche of promises. And, and so the command was for Abram to go away from his country, his people and his father's house. And the promises must have been well beyond anything Abram ever imagined for his life. And so at 75, Abram was firmly middle-aged for his day and comfortably wealthy and married to an exceptionally beautiful woman named Sarah, you know, Sarah, though they were childless. And so the Lord, without explanation or condition, promises to make Abram a great nation, to bless and make Abram's name great so that Abram will be a blessing and to bless those who bless Abram and curse those who dishonor him. So finally, God promises that in Abram, all the families of the earth will be blessed. And in response to this command, Abram, Sarah, Abram's nephew, Lot, and their large company, they head into the land of Canaan. And this territory will, will one, one day become that promised land. So Abram's entourage first travels to Shechem, then to Bethel. And Abram builds an altar to the Lord at each place, hearing another promise from the Lord at Shechem, saying, I will give you this land to your offspring. This promise is more specific than prior statements and would have seemed uh, even likely from a human perspective. Now, at the time, Abram was 75 years old with no children, a barren wife, standing in a land fully occupied by multiple people, multiple groups. He had no army. He had no means to conquer anyone if he wanted to. And yet the Lord had promised this land to his descendants. So next, Abram journeys south, right? So he journeys south. He goes towards a sparsely populated desert area known as Negev or Negev. And then he and his contingent journey still farther south into Egypt. And then they were forced to do so by a famine in the land. 
and they had to find a way to buy food from the people who lived in the well-watered lands along the Nile. Now, this will be the first test of Abram's faith in the God who made big promises, and Abram actually will fail that test, yet find God to be faithful anyway, because that's just how God is. So in short, Abram was afraid that he would be killed by the Egyptians when they saw how beautiful that his wife was. And as an immigrant in Egypt with no protection from really any government, you know, what would keep them from simply killing him and taking, you know, her for their own? So instead of asking for the Lord's help, Abram just makes up a scheme and he and Sarah would say that yeah, she's just my sister. That's it. It was a half truth. They did share the same father a practice apparently, you know, common in that day. And it was also a full lie. And in that, it was really meant to hide the fact that they were married. Abram's hope apparently was that as Sarah's brother, he would be able to refuse any marriage proposal or at least to remove motivation for rivals to kill him in order to have access to Sarah but upon entering Egypt, Abram's fear is quickly justified, partly due to his own deception. Pharaoh hears of Sarah's great beauty and also hears that she is apparently unmarried. So he takes her for his wife and Pharaoh rewards her brother Abram handsomely, but Abram apparently you know, he has no way to refuse the Pharaoh. And so that's when the Lord steps in. He says, okay, that's enough of this nonsense. He steps in to ensure that his agenda for Abram's life will succeed. So when, when we try to fulfill God's promise for him, we typically just get in the way. I mean, that's kind of human nature, is it not? We always think that our, our methods are better. We think that we know it all. And if some of you have a 15, 16, 17-year-old teenager in a house, you probably get this all too well. So to clean up Abram's mess, God afflicts Pharaoh's household with a plague of some kind. And the resulting hubbub allows the truth of Abram's marriage to Sarah to actually finally come out. And so Pharaoh, understandably, he gets upset with Abram and fearful of the Lord for what he's going to do. So he sends the whole company, including Sarah, right back to Canaan. He says, get out of here. You guys got to go. You guys brought on some bad stuff here, and we want nothing to do with it. Thanks, but no thanks. Mm-hmm. So, but that is the reading of Genesis chapter 12. Like I said, that's from the New King James Version. It seems to be a very popular one that a lot of people like to you know hear from. Uh, like I said, I'm very partial to the uh, New American Bible Revised Edition. I haven't read from that one in a while. I figured switch it up a little bit, read from this one, since a lot of you seem to kind of have a little partiality to this particular version. So that's pretty cool. I'm all right with that. So how about we end this with a prayer? And then we'll move on. I wasn't sure if I was going to do another podcast after this, but I think we're going to do one. I think we're going to do another one. This was kind of an unscheduled one. So, 
Heavenly Father, we want to say thank you so very much for this time together. Appreciate uh, the lessons here. And, uh, you know, we just need to remember that our ways are not our, our ways are definitely not the best ways. We just need to learn to lean into you. We need to learn that your way is the only way. And, you know, at the end of the day, we got to remember that no matter how much we try to, you know, we try to take things in our own hands because we think that it's going to save our life or it's going to benefit us in one way or another, it turns out that we end up being wrong. And so we just need to really remember that we just need to lean in to you 100% of the time, wholeheartedly, without question. We can't waver from that faith. But at the end of the day, one way or another, we will learn. We will learn. I know we will learn. So guide us, show us every step of the way what we need to do. And may we always be 100% faithful and lean into you 100% of the time. And we pray all this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen, ladies and gentlemen. So we're going to close this out. And uh, like I said, I'll start this back up here in about a minute or two. And uh, we're going to go over something kind of interesting that uh, a listener sent to me. I thought this was actually pretty, pretty, pretty wild, actually. I listened to it a couple different times, twice. Um, and so I'm going to play a couple of different things uh, that I heard today right here. Now, I've heard about the these things called the Pandora Papers. I don't know. Maybe you guys have heard of them, too. So we're going to kind of discuss that a little bit in great detail. Um, so we're going to close this out, and we'll see you on the other side. If we don't see you on the other side, we'll see you back here tomorrow. All right. God bless, ladies and gentlemen, wherever you're at in the world, and we will see you at some point today or tomorrow. God bless.